0: Welcome to the sermon podcast for First St. Charles United Methodist Church in downtown St. Charles, Missouri. We are so glad that you're here, and it's our prayer that you feel safe, welcome, and wanted in this space. If you're interested in finding out more about us or supporting our ministries, you can connect with us online at firststcharlesumc.org. Today's scripture comes from the book of Romans. Romans chapter five, and the second book of Corinthians, chapter four. And not only that, but we also boast in our afflictions, knowing that affliction produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. So we do not lose heart. Even though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day for our slight momentary affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure because we look not at what can be seen but what cannot be seen for what can be seen is temporary but what cannot be seen is eternal this is god's word living and growing in us glory be to god the year was 1966. ned day and Los hildreth were co principals together at Lindbergh middle school and along with their spouses were fast becoming lifelong friends vacationing together enjoying weekly visits sharing dinner and playing cards that's the way it always was and would be the days and the hildress the hildress and the days in fact those friendships would extend to a second generation for me and the day's oldest son Jim ordained in the same Baptist church as was I Jim attended the same seminary as did I fast forward 20 years and surprise surprise I helped him become a United Methodist pastor he's now serving Huntsville United Methodist Church near Moberly though we too along with our spouses have vacationed together our friendship started on rather shall we say rocky footing you see in 1966 I was five years old and Jim was 10 one day in order to convince me to eat my spinach my mom flat-out said if you eat all your spinach you'll be as strong as Jim she lied as soon as i finished my spinach i hauled my five-year-old self right up to jim and before he knew what hit him i hauled off and hit him as hard as i could stunned though not completely shaken jim understandably reacted he hit me back now i assure you a 10 year old can hit way harder than any five-year-old and I have the doubled-up crying wailing memories to prove that theory. Today we start a new message series, Hammered building on the metaphor of the blacksmith to suggest that the blows inflicted by suffering may make us stronger. I've been thinking about that unfortunate incident with Jim because sorry Popeye simply eating spinach did not make me stronger not all suffering makes us stronger sometimes suffering makes us into quivering cowards and quitters it makes us brittle cynical depressed and even self-destructive not all suffering makes us stronger. I will say that the suffering that I endured because of Jim's return blow did make me smarter which I suspect is a kind of strength too and I can assure you I have not once hit Jim again. Is it possible that God who never wants nor causes us to suffer would use our suffering to strengthen us did you hear what I just said because it's important God neither wants nor causes us to suffer if I could I would hammer home that again and again God neither wants nor causes us to suffer that's not who God is God would however use our suffering to strengthen us that is who God is as Paul says to the Corinthians for our slight momentary affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure how might the good and loving God who never wants nor causes us to suffer nonetheless use our suffering to produce something glorious in us. Let's start by saying that great pain does raise hard questions. As a physical wound will spill blood, a deeper wound pours forth a dark flow of questions. You know the kind of questions I mean. These are the questions that no one can answer. For instance, the why question. Why this? Why me? Why now? Jesus asked the why question from the cross in blinding pain. My God, why? They tore him open. It poured out. He searched the heavens for an answer, and the heavens were silent as a stone. Those who suffer ask why and get no answer they also ask the what if question this is the one you ask looking backward what if I had done differently what if the doctor had what if God had but the past is implacable the what if question is like looking at the pictures in a book of fairy tales you can look you can dream but you can't go there Another question the suffering ask is how long how long will it hurt how long till this nightmare is over how long till we know what we give anything to know but how long is a question to the future and the future is mute how long what if why such questions unavoidable are unanswerable but there is at least one question that suffering people may ask and for which they may get some answer not easily perhaps and not instantly but this one has answers call it the what now question what can I do now that this has happened what choices can I make from here on who will I be what now it takes a long time for some of us to arrive at it after being undone we can lose months even years stuck in the wasteland of asking why or what if or how long such questions are like the wilderness we must pass through them on our way to another place but instead we stay we keep kicking around the ruins of the past going nowhere in small circles we waste too many seasons before finally turning to ask "What now Admiral Jim Stockdale was the highest ranking United States military officer in the Hanoi Hilton prisoner of war camp during the height of the Vietnam War. Tortured over 22 times during his eight-year imprisonment from 1965 to 1973, Stockdale lived out the war without any prisoners rights no set release date and cert- no certainty as to whether he would even survive to see his family again in explaining why others did not survive while he did Stockdale said that the ones who did not make it out of the camps were the optimist they were the ones who said we're gonna be out by Christmas and Christmas would come and Christmas would go then they'd say we're going to be out by Easter and Easter would come and Easter would go and then Thanksgiving and then it would be Christmas again and they died of a broken heart he says this is a very important lesson you must never he says confuse faith that you will prevail in the end which you can never afford to lose with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality whatever they might be Do you think he might be on to something before we can ever prevail we have to confront the most brutal facts of our own current reality where are we now really whether someone or something did this to me whether I did it to my own dang self this is where I am denial never leads to survival denial never leads to survival before you can ever get to where you wanna be we have to figure out where we are this is a truth that I've had to learn and relearn more times than I care to admit while traveling I can't tell you how many times I looked at a map and found where I want to go only to then realize it doesn't matter it doesn't matter until I figure out first where I am to start with what street what corner what address can we first figure out where we are. Those who are best at surviving are those who can be most brutally honest about our suffering and the position in which it has placed us. That's one part of it. The other part is our unwavering faith in the finale. So, says Paul, we do not lose heart. Be because we do not look at what can be seen but at what cannot be seen for what can be seen is temporary but what cannot be seen is eternal as Stockdale said I never lost faith in the end of the story I never doubted not only that I would get out but also that I would prevail in the end and turn the experience into the defining event of my life, which, in retrospect, he says, I would not trade. Notice that he said his suffering and the prevailing over it became the defining event of his life. It did so because he never lost sight in the end of the story. God has an end of the story that's being written eternally for each of us. Carl Sandburg wrote several poems about the discipline of the blacksmith, of blacksmithing. One entitled, Laughing Blue Steel proclaims two fishes swimming in the sea two birds flying in the air two chisels on an anvil maybe beaten hammered laughing blue steel to each other maybe sure I would rather be a chisel with you than a fish sure I would rather be a chisel with you than a bird take these two chisel pals oh God take them and beat them hammer them hear them laugh it's because we haven't lost sight of the end of our story the story that God is writing uniquely for us that we can take the beating pounding hammering of suffering and laugh 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 all our way to God's eternity